When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, Shane here. I just wanted to say thank you, as always, for listening to the Crow Pod. And uh, if, if you like what we do here and want to help us out, you can go to uh, anchor.fm backslash Crow Pod and click on the support button. You get three different options there, uh, 99 cents, $4.99, and $9.99 uh, monthly contribution. Anybody does the four ninety nine level? Uh, you get one live read per month on air or, you know, like on, on the main show for your business or charity or whatever you got going on. If you do the nine we we'll give you a live read uh, every single episode uh, the, of the main show. So every single week on the main crow pod, uh, we'll give you a shout out for your business or charity or whatever you got going on. So uh, just like I said, you go to anchor.fm backslash crow pod, click on support and uh, we'll, we'll get that message out. To all of our listeners every single week. And, and that goes out not only on the Crowpod Network, but on the Heart and Hand Network as well. This is a Heart and Hand production. everyone welcome to the crow pod as you might have guessed by the fact that it's me david doing the intro we have no shane this week fear not he hasn't gone missing again and nor do we have any reason to believe that he has somehow managed to chuck himself from his bike off the top of a large building but (laughs) an area with no wi-fi meaning that he can't record, meaning that he he did expressly send instructions to both me and Todd to make sure that we did record so that he has content for his site. So, <laughs> work the base at the ready. It's myself and, of course, the great man himself, Mr. Tom Van Allen. Hello, how are you? I'm all right. Um, uh, drowning in the endless, tedious speculation about Stephen Gerrard mm-hmm. uh, that, that, that's happening. And it would be during International Week when there's nothing else to... Of course. So that's a vacuum that will be filled. Yeah, exactly. Um, And look, you know, we might be out of date by the time we come to record this. Mm -hmm. Everybody gets, you know, has has their opinions on, on something like this. And it's all based on who you support. But... If he wants to go to Aston Villa and they want to hire him as their manager, then he will yeah. go to Aston Villa. If neither of those things are true, then he won't go to Aston Villa. And really, unless you are Aston Villa or Steven Gerrard, mm-hmm. then the rest is just noise. 
Yes. Um, leading into this, uh, one of the things that I use to kind of uh, self-cope is I just listen to Once in a Lifetime live uh, by Talking Heads, and it just kind of soothes. It soothes. You don't it, need to. It kind of takes you out of it, and it's nice. I like well, it. Well, it actually reminds me, that song, that I have a slightly different version, that whenever I'm feeling a little low, I remember that there is a, a video a version of Kermit the Frog singing it. Yes! Uh, in which he does the video. So Kermit appeals in a white suit that gets progressively bigger yep, as yep, the yep. as the video goes on. And uh, if ever I'm feeling a little low, I just remember that we live in a world where that is something. Up there with the other great, I think, you know, alternative rock music, um, Puppet Crossover, which is a massively undervalued field, I'm sure you would agree, mm-hmm. is... Feist's appearance on Sesame Street singing oh. one, two, three, four. Oh, if you haven't seen it, you must. It's absolutely brilliant. Because Feist is cool, right? She's just she's just very cool, right? She's just yes. one of these people who are inherently Canadian uh, as well, cool. if I'm not mistaken. She is that the yeah, I'm a yeah. but uh, yes, uh, she's part of that whole arts and crafts scene at Toronto mm-hmm. and Montreal and uh, yeah. So She's yeah, I mean, and she's very sort of indie diva type, right? Very cool woman. Mm-hmm. So to agree to do it in the first place is cool, and then to just do it, throw yourself into it, and go, do you know what? This is actually good and valuable, and actually something, and it works spectacularly well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, go and check that out it's on YouTube, and, and it will cheer you up, folks. But oh, it, yeah, it just goes to show that no matter how good you think something is, it can only be made better by the inclusion of Muppets. Oh, I've done hundred percent. Yeah, you know? there's no question. Uh, although you show up in the boudoir, um, you know, with a couple of salt puppets. <laughs> generally speaking, you you, you get my experience anyway. You get laughed at. Wasn't that that was like a like a minor moment in one of the Cheech and Chong movies? I don't know if Cheech and Chong made it over there. Did it? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I remember seeing it as a kid, and 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 the and, uh, and and I think the woman had like a, a Kermit the Frog puppet and sent it beneath the sheets for <laughs> everyone to guess what he was about to do. And uh, ah, I, I've uh, never, I, I would never um, postulate that uh, a handful of felt ever came back more sticky. But no, no, it's, it's not. It's, that's not somewhere a muppet should go. To be honest, uh, that's, oh. That's, well, speaking of which, did you ever see uh, Peter Jackson's? If it's not his first film, it's one of them. Meet the Feebles. No. Oh Jesus. Okay. Uh, homework for you and the listener. Uh, track down Peter Jackson, the director and creator of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. One of his first movies uh, that he did was a show called Meet the Feebles, which is the um, the Muppet Show. If it were actually anchored in real life. Um, a theater world like actual television so like uh it's all puppets um the head uh the, there's a hippo uh female hippo dancer you can see is like the miss piggy uh part uh she has an eating disorder um there is a rabbit that he thinks contracts aids because he's fucking all over the place um there's a knife throwing frog who is a vietnam war vet and keeps having flashbacks (laughs) and uh and he uh quells the pain with heroin 
Um, and there's a, a, a the theater itself uh, is is an under is a, a front for a mob porn ring. Oh, it is spectacular. <laughs> yeah, but, I can't, yeah, I can't yeah, condone but, this more. <laughs> but yeah, but you know what I'm like about things that are disrespectful to the Muppets. I, you know, it's like <laughs> it's it's when, not it's 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 Muppet adjacent. Okay, because it's because yeah. it's kind of like when when my grandmother used to see like a Frank Sinatra impersonator on the TV, mm-hmm. and you know the the way Sinatra fans just you have to be reverential at all times mm-hmm. about everything to do with them. Uh, I can get like that, but the Muppets. So yeah, uh, yeah. How's your week been? I, I've been to Denmark. Yes, you have. You have, yeah. uh, and Indeed. so I assume you are riddled with COVID. No, surprisingly, okay. and I'm actually, and I can say that because I think I do have a cold. There is a cold kicking about Scotland, okay. um, which has confused certainly a lot of young people on Twitter. From what I can see, they're like, "I've got these symptoms, but I haven't. Uh, I've, I've taken a COVID test, and I don't have COVID. Yeah, it's cold. Mm. It's the thing that we used to have in the pre-COVID days called the cold. Right. Um, yes. And it's you know don't you don't necessarily have to worry about it. They're not going to name the disease after you, for example. So yeah. They're going to be like you know. David Edgar runny nose syndrome. That's that's not going to happen. But uh, I took a COVID test earlier today just to be on the safe side because mm-hmm. I was in a, as Shane would call it, a death tube um, yes. with uh, lots and lots of other people. But no, no, it was um, it was all good. It was actually spectacularly well organised, given that it was I was on the school bus, I was on the official, you know, fans um, day trip. Mm-hmm. And not that I'm saying that Rangers occasionally have a, a reputation for. Hmm, inefficiency and that's <laughs> and this sort of thing but it was literally right. you know we went to the airport you know on they handed you your t- as we were queuing for check-in they hand you your your match ticket we went mm-hmm. up onto the plane plane went on time off onto buses into copenhagen all right. all good and and it would have been the same on the way back had the fucking danish robocop police not moved our our buses a mile without mm-hmm. telling us and then beating up and then beat up people for having the audacity to say excuse me where are our buses please right so um well, there's there's yeah. a couple of ways that you can handle courtesy that's one that is what well i mean honestly i've never you know and look i know our fans on the way angels and had they been kicking off i wouldn't mm. come on, i wouldn't have come on you know the network and said our oh, fans but i would have shut my fucking mouth as we right. discussed obviously right sometimes it's better so <laughs> I, I i wouldn't have i wouldn't have made went on about it but they they were totally innocent here people went out after the game to where they'd been told to go and mm-hmm. stood waiting for the buses next thing like a honestly like something out of a fucking michael winner death wish movie right. 10 10 cop cars with the flashing lights and the sirens or vans and paddy wagon things come up and you know what it's like, right? In the dark, that's quite disorientating. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be. That's why they do it, right? Um, and they, they they ran out. And I always think, you know, see when they're dressed, see when they've got the riot shields and they're batting, and there's nothing happening. It's like somebody's going to cop it because they're playing dress up, so they're going to do the the full booner. Right. And um, they came leaping out, and they're like, move, move. And folk are like, okay, but where are our buses? Batter. And it's like, all right, right, you know, you fuckers. Uh-huh. So it's just it's <laughs> typical European, you know, kiddie on police forces that, that come away with this passion. Unfortunately, football fans get it all the time. But as for the city itself, first I've been to Copenhagen. Disappointingly, no Loudrup Museum, no matter where I searched. Huh, okay. Yeah, I know. All right. That's what I said. Yeah. But, um, they dropped us <laughs> off. 
you know, uh, well, that, it ain't that, to, 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 to pause you right there. That is one of the things like, admittedly, I, I get what you're saying, but like, it is funny when you see sort of like something from another country or someone from another country that is massively huge and, and meaningful to you that in their own domain, everyone just goes, yeah. You know, it's and I just I, I always kind of find that funny. It's like who are like the greats outside of their country It's like um, uh, like when I hear bands over here that, you know, have like one good song and everyone goes, oh, yeah. But then they go to Europe or Japan and they tour for 14 years on oh, yeah. seven different albums. It just I always find that funny. It's like, what was it about that person that just and obviously we know why it's loud because it's goddamn loud. Yeah, yeah, it's but, loud up. But, you know, he did a fair bit for, for them as well, to be fair, for the Danes. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, the, the two examples of that one, either side of the Atlantic for me, is, first of all, the Strokes, who are fucking massive over mm-hmm. here. Right. And, they're, you know, they're reasonable over there, but they're not, you know, they're not huge. They're not superstar. Right. Whereas over here, they are, you know, tickets go and sell for a, an arena and sell out in minutes. Size, right. big. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one was Bush. Remember them? 90s. Or Bush X over here. Uh, well, they they were fucking massive in America. Yeah. And people, you know, I remember going to America in the 90s and people would say, oh, do you like Bush? And I'm like, nah, it's just Nirvana ripoff, isn't it? And huh. I'm like, no, no, Bush are, Bush are, are they not big in Britain? You're like, nope. Um, <laughs> you know, because they, they came over here just after they did their hits in America and, you know, the guys, hey, you know, I'm British and I'll make it over there. That kind of shit doesn't work with us. You know, we don't have that hometown pride. We, we were like, okay, put your record on. You know, that shit, mate, that's just an Iran rip-off. <laughs> you know, who the fuck are you? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's probably more famous over here for being Mr. Gwen Stefani sure. than he is for, no, totally for, his, for his music, a, you know. But, a, I mean, it was a Another person that is a false idol, let me put it that <sighs> way. Oh, we'll also see as well, I remember an interview with him at a time in the NME, and God love the NME, you know, they, they were very sarcastic at the best of times, but they were, the article was essentially, here's this fanny who's big in America and thinks he should be big over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said to them, he's like, yo, I've got these terrible stomach complaints. And they're like, fuck me, man. Is there anything about Kurt Cobain that you won't rip off? <laughs> it, it, it's one of these things that even if it was true, yeah. You can't say it. You can't go, I suffer these terrible stomach pains because Kurt Cobain did, obviously the heroin addiction, etc., etc. Yep. So you, you you can't do it. You you, you can't. It, similarly, if Courtney Love comes up, no matter how tempted you are mm-hmm. or how little choice she gives you in the matter, mm-hmm. you can't sleep with her. Yeah. Okay? It's just, it's just, it's not. Did I ever tell you about going to Sea Hole at the, the Glasgow Barrowlands venerable old venue in the 90s? Um, after you know, the suicide and everything, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Courtney came um, on stage and, you know, that sort of seductive Beyonce-style cleavage, mm-hmm. you know, um, the, the kind of titillating look at what you might get. She failed somewhat on that by, in the second <laughs> half of the show, ripping at her dress, which immediately fell down, leaving her to perform at least 15 minutes in what can only be described as her underpants. Sure. Yep. A, that, a, guy that in, a, a guy in the front of the crowd was wearing a Pearl Jam t-shirt and she asked him to take it off, which he did, and then exchanged it with her for the tattered remnants of her dress. Mm-hmm. So there's a guy, someone in Glasgow, is kicking about with one of Courtney Love's dresses. And then right. she went off stage. And at that point, I was like, well, heroin's a hell of a drug, isn't it? <laughs> I, um, 
the uh, my 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 run in with Courtney Love is uh, is is cursory. I don't have one directly. Um, but I got thanks. Yeah. Well, I got I got blocked by Jen Kirkman, who is a comedian over here in the in in North America. Uh, She's in the U.S. and she was doing shows in 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 Toronto. And so I had her on my podcast, Comedy to the Pub, and she was fantastic. You know, she came over to the house is where I was recording and we're around the corner from the venue. I walked her back. Everything was great. We're having a grand old time. She's a wonderful person. Um, She is no stranger to an argument. Uh, particularly online and it's fun seeing people get roasted by her online it's like because she'll just go nope and here's why rat a tat 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 block and that's it so uh one day she was uh singing the praises of courtney love as as she normally does and i had come into my possession of knowledge the a, a clip of uh courtney love performing at some venue and she had pissed off Hard to imagine. She pissed off the sound guy. So what he did is he isolated every other track except for her mic and her guitar and recorded it. And it sounds like, first of all, her singing is, as as you all know, um, raw. A matter of taste. Yeah, like, yeah, like chicken salmonella raw. And her guitar playing sounds like it, it sounds like a Stratocaster being dropped down the stairs. Uh, it's like she she hits the mic so Timmy over and ding 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 ding. I'm a wannabe. Ding 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 ding. Uh, just brutal. So yeah. I uh, so I found this and I was like, I can see why you like her so much. She's so talented, and I just you know it, it, it's like com- comedians busting balls. That's mm-hmm. all I thought this was. That's all I hoped it would be. Next thing I know, I'm getting the very thing I love watching her do. She's just like, nope, I'm not going to have this misogynistic bullshit. She's telling everyone sounds horrible when they're in concert, blah, blah, bing, 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 bing. And I'm just, I am like standing in front of a fire hose with a cheesecloth trying to stop. It's like, no, wait, no, you don't understand. No, I was just blocked. I was like, okay, that's fun. I think Um, going straight to the it's misogynistic bullshit thing is a, you know, lesson. You know, I don't want to be that guy, but have you ever considered just calming down a little? You know, it, it, it's all right for, you know, in terms of the major crimes in humanity, I made a Courtney Love joke. I, I don't think is a blocking offence, to be honest. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Cut, cut, call me. Yeah. And I, 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 I get a lot of people do a lot of good stuff with things like that, right? And there is an awful lot of misogyny in the world. But if you know someone, and you are not a misogynist, Todd. Um, mm-hmm. But if you know someone and they do something like that, then if you react like that, you're actually you're not helping. Yeah, in my exactly. Opinion. You know, I yeah. think that you're just because you give. I just think it, it it's trite. Is that the word? It's trite and it's 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 unhelpful. And look, I I you're entitled not to know. You're not to you know, interact with anyone you choose to, I absolutely get that. But if you're saying you have to absolutely agree with me on everything, even little matters of taste like can Courtney Love sing? Um I, I, I have whole albums. I like it, you know, live it is raw is the very word that is fake tartar to, yes. to, to tell the truth. Um but I, I like that type of music. You know, give me a screaming, you know, a chainsaw guitar and, and a wee bit of screaming and I'm I'm 
got perfectly happy. All music, as we know, peaked in 1993. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'll do that. And it's just, it's, it's disappointing when it's somebody that you actually admire and that you think that they're so sensitive. Um, and I do try to go, well, maybe I caught them on a bad day or whatever, but there's also the then doubling down aspect of it. Whereas I, I think it's different. It's a stranger then I think you're entitled to, right. to say, I just don't want to interact with that person. But if it's someone that you've actually met and spent a bit of time with, don't mm. don't be a dick. It's just it's yeah, exactly. the greatest rule for life, I think, that's that's out there. I'll follow the religion whose one commandment is don't be a dick. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, it. I, I think that's it. But that, um, that is what that is what every religion boils down to. Or it all should do. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, just, just have you thought about not being a dick? Yes. Yeah. And we all are dicks at times, right? We we all are. I have. Oh, I was in such a fucking mood. I actually just go back to Copenhagen, right? So go to Copenhagen, and we've got a few hours, and I, I'm obviously not mad keen to just sit in a pub. And Adam, who was with me, wasn't either. So we said, right, we'll try and see a wee bit of, of Denmark. So we were right at the Tivoli Gardens, so that was cool. Right. Got that's to see cool. that. And then we said, look, the the Nyhaven Harbour is worth seeing. That's the one with all, you know, the coloured houses and everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so we walked up to that. It was a fair old stretch, but um, up we went, did it, right? And then <laughs> me being me, I don't know what it's, I'm like, a, it's like a fucking homing pitch or something that sounds like homing. We, of uh-huh. course, take a wrong turn and we end up walking through the gay district because it, it's Very just... Very nice. I, well, actually, it was pretty colorful oh, and cool you know that um, that is that is that is uh if you want a, a good if, if you want like a fun time now i was gonna say a good time if you want a fun <laughs> time yeah, you yeah. always find the rainbow section ah yeah it was cool well all right that's obviously a gay industry i know i mean it wasn't that big or anything so came down saw some nice parks saw some you know the, the nice buildings um the main shop in drag which i was obviously over the moon at because it i found this geek shop that was geek heaven right and got all these asterisk figures and stuff from it also managed to buy those uh uh danish designer mm-hmm. not like clothes more like you know houseware stuff called george jensen that my my wife adores and they don't sell the stuff in the uk except in Harvey Nichols and stuff so they they actually had the shop there and I was like oh cool so I went and got a loads of stuff for a birthday which was the next day and then we get back down and my friend Fraser Martin lives in Copenhagen so he took us out to the you know that there's always an area in the city that is in the middle of being gentrified that always is yes. the best restaurants yeah mm-hmm. he, he took us to one of those had traditional kind of Danish food rather than a burger which was nice and then uh-huh. off to the game so a game home right oh cool but Adam has a Fitbit, and mm-hmm. he said to me, I'll definitely do my 10,000 steps today, and I was at the start of the day going, oh, 10,000, can I keep up your Mr. Mr. Paperback shite? Or mm-hmm. really, um, right. can I keep up with him? And sitting on, in the airport, I was like, many steps did we do? He's like, 26,000. And I thought, <laughs> that's, that's maybe more than I've done in the last three years. So, Next day, I said, when I got home, I said to everyone, look, just so you know, I don't know how much use I'm going to be tomorrow. I, I'm already feeling pretty sore. So I'll take, Todd, I know we all talk about getting to the age where we get two-day hangovers. Well, I've hit yep. the age of having two-day muscular breakdowns. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, fuck yeah. me, man. I, the, the Friday, I just, I just, moving, I was like a 1970s robot arm on a production line, you know, just so jerky and, 
everything was an effort. And of course, I'm going to complain about it here. I love my wife, uh, dear. It was her birthday. Right. And in the civilization in which we live, your birthday does give you a special pass on that mm-hmm. day. But I'm sitting on the couch. Now, to move off of this couch is a supreme effort. And it was taking me gen- genuinely about two minutes to comport all the parts and lift up and walk. And every fucking five, Dav, 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 Dav. And I was like, it's her birthday, it's her birthday. And I'd get up, creep through, go, hi, honey, what is it? Oh, look at this. Or look at this message someone sent for my birthday. Isn't that nice? And on, I, I broke about the 17th occasion. And I said, I can't fucking move. I know it's your birthday, but for fuck's sake, will you just leave me alone? Why won't you leave me alone? And <laughs> she, and she's like, oh, I didn't realise you were sore. Look at me. I look like a fucking hobbit that's hit hard times. I'm bit double. So by about the Sunday, I eventually got back to normal, just about in time to get to Ibrox um, mm-hmm. for the game against Ross County, which was fun. <sighs> very cold uh-huh. uh, and you know but it was all cool so no i got to see Cop- beautiful copenhagen mm-hmm. got to to tick it off my list can i just say though rangers fans coming to your city must be the best thing for a supermarket that's needed oh jesus i yeah. walked in and honest to god man it looked like the soviet union those photographs you <laughs> But there's like one random piece of bread on the shelf and everything else is just there. The, the drink aisle was fucking hilarious. Oh, and they geez. had... Oh, was man, there just tumbleweeds rolling through it? They had staff out earlier in the day when we first got there. I went over to buy, you know, they slapped a Coke or whatever. And right. um, they've got staff who are unpacking it and as, as quickly as they can unpack this booze, it's just being swept up, and it didn't fucking matter what was left, and by the end of the day, all it is, the supermarket, you know they've always got the kind of small selection of champagne, you know, just yes. in case they're above there, whatever. Right, right. There was some of that left. Not all of it, right? because obviously some desperate bearded went, ah, oh, fuck it, um, and Christ knows how much champagne in Denmark costs, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> everything else and you you we went outside and there's just bears with these slabs of beer and fucking sure, bottles sure. of Jack Daniels and everything and I was just so fucking impressed I'm like the guy who runs that supermarket could go on holiday tomorrow to Barbados and possibly buy an island just based on today's takings it's magnificent right. um I, w- I want to go back to the uh to, to the gay district um just because well, to, to can you to, can you at least wait to the end of the pod? Okay, all right, I can pause. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. uh, never like uh, some of the best times that I have ever had in my life are like going to like the gay district in Toronto or like wherever <laughs> it is, because I have friends of mine. Because let's put it this way, gay guys know how to party. They oh, yeah. have it back to they are totally fine. And once they figure you out, they're great. Um, and cause I had a, a gay coworker who was always like having to go to the pubs with us after work and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, he turned to me one day and went, right, I've had enough of your shit. You're coming to my hood. I'm like, let's do it. And we go to uh, church in Wellesley in Toronto and it's just, you know, gay bar after gay bar. And, uh, every, every guy that he's introduced me to is like, this is Todd. He's a breeder. And they're like, Oh, hi, sweetie. And then it's fine. And it's it, just a fantastic time. Uh, but 
my my wife and I, when we were on vacation in San Francisco, obviously the Castro district is the hugest, um, hugest uh, uh, gay population in the in, in the city. And we my wife and I are huge walkers in cities. Uh, by the way, I feel your pain about getting steps in and stuff like that, because after every trip out, like whenever we're in a new city, mm. the next day is just like, you know what? Maybe a day by the pool's <laughs> nice. Um, this weekend, yep. I felt the exact same thing as you. And all I did was rake 45 fucking bags of leaves. So I didn't I didn't get a trip to the gay village. I What I did get was a pain in the ass. High five comedy. Um, when when we're walking through San Francisco, we're and. San Francisco, half of it is on a 45 degree angle. I don't know if you know this, but like there are hills oh, there yeah. and and the bay is massive and it's huge. It's just such a gorgeous city. It's one of my favorite is top three in, in all the U.S. And we're just making our way through and we really don't have a sense of neighborhoods at all and stuff like that. So we're really just kind of finding our way. And we get to what turned out to be uh, the Castro district. And my wife turns to me and says, do you think this is the gay village? And I went. What gave it away? The pride flag above that cafe or that naked guy sunning himself on the patio? And she looks over and this guy is just sitting there, uh, even tan, head to toe, uh, wearing nothing but a straw cowboy hat and cowboy boots. Starkers the entire way. And she goes, what got... And then it's that cutoff of like now she finally sees it is like okay she got it so she very quietly kind of walks through and she hasn't said a word once we once we kind of get through this and about you know thirty seconds after we we uh, we pass this guy I broke the silence by saying uh, quite the hammer on him huh and uh, she was like, <laughs> yes yes so yeah because <laughs> know this I'm I'm a grower not a shower I am hung like the statue of David. Um, but not you, David. The other one, well, the famous one. Why did somebody make a statue? I mean, why don't I own it? Um, right. Well, it's probably because all the all the heavy sighing that you have to go through your ball shaving commercials. Another one. It was just uh, here we go. I don't even want them as a sponsor. Just don't have them as a sponsor. Then I'll take my money or, or put or put them in the hands. Put those ads in the hands of someone who will gladly do it. I, I have look, no problems doing it. I will take their money um, for the filthy immoral. Um, product, uh-huh. but uh, I don't. I, I just don't understand why they keep coming back to me for them. Because yeah, you know, I've said to them, like, I am not going to say I use this product because I don't. Right. And my, right. my dad listens to this. That's, not, that's totally fair. Totally you know fair. That, that conversation won't be won't be fun. So um, no, I, I just on your point there about you know, going to gay clubs when I was younger because I mm-hmm. am a West of Scotland man who grew up where I did. That um, you didn't get a lot of gay people where I come from. Right. Um, oh, you still you still don't. Okay. Small, uh, small town Ontario. We had uh, two gay guys, and I knew one of them. Well, see that <laughs> is we we and, and everything you know that was was gay or you know was was insulted as being gay when you're growing up uh, mm-hmm. when I was growing up anyway. So when I first sort of started going to the big city, um, yeah, I, I I was conditioned a little bit, and I had that gay, you know that thing that straight men have that well, i'm all right with it, so long as they don't try and sleep with me right um but then, thankfully <laughs> early you know it's, it's all, all the times so like <laughs> i don't i don't mind as long as you don't shove it down my throat that's the other right. mm, phrase well. and you're like well you've given 
paging Doctor Freud on that one. Right, uh, right. Yeah, that's that's right up there. I'm just gonna go to this nice, friendly bar in San Francisco. It's called the White Swallow. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, yeah. you wouldn't believe what they were getting up to in the toilets down there. So um, <laughs> I, I got to uni and I met a, a quite you know outrageously flamboyant gay guy who was in my class and you know got on really well with him. And uh, he said to me. You know, at one point I, I said this, you know, after a few drinks one time, I was like, I'm fine, but just so you know, by the way, I'm straight, so don't hit on me. And he just looked at me and went, women don't hit on you. Why the fuck right. would I? Exactly. And it was the best thing. In ter- and I was like, do you know what? Get fucking over yourself and get fine. So after, not long afterwards, though, because always on the hunt for cheap drink when we were students, mm-hmm. he said to a group of us one night, come down to legendary Glasgow gay, gab- uh, gay bar mm-hmm. Bennett's, which was near Strathclyde University, which is... Okay. I, which I attended and um, we're like what no and he's like well I go to straight pubs with you all the time and you're like well, that's different how because there's more of us um, <laughs> you know we're, we're only dealing with 10% of your population <laughs> yeah, come on you know we were that away from going because we're normal but uh, <laughs> you know you're young and, and, and silly at the time oh. and uh, we eventually he reeled us in with this uh, and he was spot on. We went to the now. He pointed it to me, and as anyone who listens to this can tell from my voice, I am a reasonably camp individual. I've, I, mm. you know, I just am, and I've come to the. Uh, you would describe my, yourself as camp. I'm reasonably camp. I've got to admit it. You know, as my my school teacher once described me, he says David's a curious mix of a an aesthetic and a football hooligan, and that's probably mm. you know okay. somewhere in the middle. You know, um, and. I'm a reasonably camp guy and, you know, not over the top, not right. you know, too much. But, yeah, I think that I'm, I'm well aware. Right. Whose so, cock do you have to suck to get called camp over here? Ex- exactly. Right. Yeah. Well, you've got beard. Right. So yeah, I, mean, I, I, can't, I can't I can't compete with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we over here, the term bear doesn't necessarily mean uh, rangers. No, I know. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, and beard means something completely different as well. Um, so he, he he took us down with, shall we say, an action plan, which okay. was when you go to these nights, right, the one he was taking us to, which was basically not your hardcore Friday, Saturday night. It was a student mm-hmm. night, right? He said there are tons and tons of straight women who go to this because they all want a gay, you know, pal, gay best friend. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think there was Jennifer Aniston movie out around about the time The Object to My Affection. I think it was called mm-hmm. Paul Rudd plays her. Yes. Yeah, so I think that that was quite, quite. Uh, he said there's loads of loads of women who go yeah. to these things that are totally straight, and he said they will sleep with you if you pretend to be gay. And we're mm-hmm. like, seems a touch counterintuitive if you don't right. mind just saying. And he's like, there's he's a few see- steps, but yes. <laughs> he said seriously, there's nothing they love more than what they perceive to be the challenge of turning a guy straight. Yeah. He said, so, so go in, and he said, don't look all kind of half Well, I'm not a fucking one of them just telling you that right now. You know, I'm only here. I'm only here because it's 50p a pint tonight, right? Um, he said, don't do that. Just go in, sit normally. If you get talking to a girl, um, she'll assume you're gay and just go with it. And then at one point, if she kind of makes a move on you, just say that, you know, Oh wow! And he says, and then go for it. Yeah. Holy shit, man! Right, I'm not, I'm not fucking kidding. Any guy, there was like nine of us in this group, eight straight guys, all of whom pulled 
all of us. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And we had our pick. If we'd walked 40 yards up the road to the straight night club, Mm. We wouldn't have got a fucking chance, right? Yeah. They would have one look at us and told us to fuck off. It was exactly as he said. It was. See, the next day we're all at him. When's the next time that night's on? You know, from being utterly <laughs> reluctant to go, we're all out. Fucking amazing. It yeah, was. Yeah, but all, all you need thing. though, all you need though, is like one of the women that you 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 got in the first round to to kind of put the word out to the rest. Is kind of like yeah. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, he False said positive. that. No, no. To, to 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 be fair to Paul, he did say, "Don't shatter their illusions, right? Yeah, yeah, don't yeah, yeah, don't yeah. turn around in the morning and go, ha, ah, I'm actually straight. Get it, right? Yeah. Um, he said, just just you know, pretend to be gay. Uh, it'll be fine. And it worked the other way because, see, if you wanted to then, shall we say, extricate yourself mm-hmm. as soon as the deed had taken right. place as quickly as possible which i had a bit of a habit of but mm-hmm. you know it's like literally last drop emerges and it's like shit i need to go um that yep. that, that was me he said just say look thanks for that i was a wee bit confused but i really mm-hmm. do think i'm gay um yeah. and then they'll they'll just go oh that's fine on you go oh don't worry about it it was it was lovely he said there'll right. be no no harm done no right no thing but it was yeah it was it is fairly. it is also it is also a fairly easy way to go are you sh- what are you sure you want to do it that way it says well it's the way i'm used to oh for you know, fuck's there's... sake don't... well done for the most vile joke we've made on the crow pod now there's heavy competition there heavy competition but that one actually did make me spit out as i was thinking so congratulations you're welcome and if you, and if you don't know what he means folks then be grateful for your presbyterian upbringing <laughs> The I want to I want to I want to go back to uh, to the gay pubs in 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 Scotland um, because first of all I, I I I too am like you I love that argument oh yeah they're not gonna hit on me it's like I'm a married man I am not you know I I am the dog chasing a car I'm not gonna catch it and I'm not gonna do anything for it it's nice to be asked to dance so like you know from any gender is like well aren't you sweet well well thank you very much and then you just flash the wedding ring and then you say i'm a breeder and they go fair enough and you go but it's it makes you feel nice to know that cuz that happened to me in uh did i tell you about the um uh my my business trip in new york when i, I had a day job our client was down in new york city and i was walking back home one night and uh, this was just before CBGB closed down. I knew it was it was on the way to to, to close. And uh, we got done our, our our business dinner, and I was like, "Oh, you know what? It's a lovely night. I'm about 15, 20 blocks away from the hotel. I'm just gonna walk. Just gonna walk mm-hmm. because who gives a shit? It's New York. And so, yeah. Plus, oh, uh, you know, dark New York streets. I'm a I'm a white man. I'm probably okay. Uh, that's the type of privilege that I swim in and mm-hmm. ignorance of the city that I'm in, right? It's the dumbest thing I probably could have done, but I was fine. And uh, I, I found CBGBs completely by accident. I'm just like, because the show was just letting out, like, oh my God, like this is one of the last times I can I can see it. So the doorman was there and just ushering people out. And I'm standing there in just like my business clothes of like, you know, khakis and a golf shirt. And I'm like, 
do you mind if I go inside for a second? And he just looks at me and goes, just go. And so I go in and the band is packing up on the stage. The stage is right there by the door and it's like built into the corner. And then there's uh, the walls are kind of all brutalized and the, the, the bar is at the back and it smells like beer and urine. And it is a shithole. But <laughs> my God, it was a piece of history. So I'm like, okay, fine. And I'm walking, uh, I'm walking out and uh, find my way to the hotel and uh, it starts to rain a little bit, just a little bit of drizzle. It's like, okay, that's fine. You know, it's, it's not like we don't have rain in Canada. This is fine. And this SUV kind of pulls up on the other side of the street. And this woman rolls, rolls down the window and said, hey, do you need a lift home? And I was like, well, this is so – everyone talks about how fucking rude New York is. This is so cool. It's like – Are you uh, just about to get into a car with strangers? Well, here's the thing. So I, I'm like, no, no, my, my hotel's just here. Uh, I'll be fine. Thank you, though. And she's like, are you sure? Are you sure you don't want me to give you a lift? I'm like, oh, my God, I think she fancies me. Like, this is so <laughs> nice. And I'm like, no, no, I'm I, honestly, I like, you know, and I, I, I wasn't married at the time, but it was a somewhat committed relationship. Like, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm totally fine. Thank you. And then she finally just, you could see her go, Ugh, and just looks at me, do you want a date? And I'm like, oh, she's a prostitute. They now <laughs> the Tech, like they were way ahead of Uber and uh, ditched the dish, you know, skip the dishes and Foodora. They're ahead of all of this in the pornography, as always. <laughs> pornography leads the charge in terms of technology and delivery service to the public. And she was like, she was gonna Uber eats me um, all the way there. And I was like, and I and I and I and I said, no, no, thank you. And then I realized, wow, I thought a pretty woman liked me. Yeah. That's so fun, but happens um, to all of us. Happens twice, to all of twice, us. Uh, twice. My brother and I on a trip to Scotland. He and I did just a basically a distillery tour. We did two games at Ibrox and and uh, together. And I had to do the first one alone because he brought the wrong passport. Uh, and nice. I was the, my first my, uh, my game was the five one Negri five Dundee United one game. Pretty good uh, game to get to. Pretty all right. And then uh, the Wednesday game was Gothenburg. Go for fuck's sake! It was Gothenburg, yeah. So I got to see Charlie Miller score. That's that. You got to see a once-off kit. Yes, yes, that is true. That is true. I got to see that one. Um, uh, that was the only thing that was notable, other than the fact that we're in the district bar, and I had just bought the new top uh, that was out at the time, yeah. and my brother just kind of showed up with this black generic Ned's Atomic dustbin long sleeve, and he's six five. Like he's six five, but weighs about eighty pounds. Like he's like skinny as a rail. And I just I was talking with some of the guys from uh, uh, from Narsa, and I turn around, and suddenly my brother is eye to eye with a six foot five guy who is not eighty pounds, who is wearing a blue shirt. Uh, he is at least three fifty, uh, and is nose to nose with my brother. I'm like, ooh, I best go have a look at this, <laughs> and I go over. And my brother has not yet. He's only been in Scotland like maybe 24 hours. So he still hasn't caught on to the accent yet. So certainly there's some aspects of the Govan accent, which to the new ear can be confusing. And so he had no idea that the guy was asking him, who's your team in a rather aggressive manner. Ah. (laughs) So I can see my pale brother just just getting paler by the second, wondering what the fuck is about to kick off. And I rush over. I go, don't worry, pal. He's with me. He goes, oh, you're one of the fucking Canadians. I go, yeah, we quite like the place. We might take it. He goes, ah, yeah, fucking. And he runs away. (laughs) 
And my my brother goes, what was that? Goes, that's you getting a scarf on the way to the stadium. That's yes. what that is. <laughs> that, that you need to be, you, shall we say, you need to be camouflaged yes. uh, in and around this this particular yeah. area. No, it's, I remember once we were standing in the grapes and yeah. uh, the grapes part, and it was myself, Scott, and another friend. I can't remember who. <laughs> but Scott is, is was not the most world... Um, uh, shall we say he, he's not worldly right? right you know nice wee boy from a nice wee middle class mm-hmm. town in scotland and he hadn't seen shall we say the more sort of the earth side of life right. yeah, 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 yeah 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 so we're in there and a guy comes round with um the hidden team competition mm-hmm. you know what uh you know folk folk will know two two quid entry they rub it off at the end somebody wins 30 quid dress goes oh, yeah. to yeah. Chat, we, we do that at the Ottawa Club, and I've won it twice, and you don't want to win it because that means you have to buy a beer for yeah, everyone. You buy you every drink, and it ends up costing you yeah. money. 100%, yeah. right? The rules yeah. are set in stone. They are actually the 11th and 12th <laughs> commandments brought yeah. down from the mountain by Moses, right? These are the rules, and always have been, always have been. So, guy comes over with it, and uh, he says, why buy the hidden team? And I said, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. And now Scott is the world's tightest man, right? He really mm-hmm. is. He's ridiculously tight. So he says, no, I'm not going to bother. And the guy's like, you're a fucking Celtic fan or something. <laughs> and Scott says, jokingly, oh, I mate, uh, that, that Henry Larson, he's a really good player. Oh, and, and I swear to God, sake. the guy takes a step back and comes <laughs> round to me and says, is he really a Celtic fan? And I was like, no, he's not a Celtic fan. He's just a socially inept halfwit. Um, and I was like, buy a fucking team. He's like, I didn't want a team. I said, it's not a question of whether you want a team. It's it's similarly another thing I had to teach him. See when you park your car near a stadium and a small child emerges and says, mind your car, mister. Right. Scott was under the impression that this was a young fellow who was in fact in the car minding business. Yes, yes. And I had to point out to him, I was like, give him 50 pence. He's like, no, no, but my car will be fine. I said, it won't be mm-hmm. if you don't give him 50 pence. Mm-hmm. So we're walking away and he's like, so it's a protection racket. I was like, pretty much. It's less protection as do you want so your tires. So you mean that Italian gentleman isn't an insurance salesman? Yeah, pretty much. It's like, it, well, it's not, I said to him, it's not so much a... Uh, uh, a, a protection uh, hmm. protection system as it is we will bust your tires and or break a window and I said yeah. it's up to you if you if you think that not spending 50p to ensure that your wing mirror is still on when you get mm-hmm. back yeah, is yeah, a bad yeah. investment then that's I don't care you'll mm-hmm. you'll be the one who has to do the repair right. um, while we're on Scott stories another one that I'm just going to oh, get because this is a belter oh I've got loads but this is this is an absolute the amount of fucking things I had to pull out so we're walking along um, after we played Inter Milan, drew one each, remember? Got it, yep. Qualify for the last 16 of the Champions mm-hmm. League. Cool. So we're coming at the ground, we're all celebrating, and we're heading round to our friend's house, Fraser, actually, the guy that I met in Copenhagen, who lived at the time on Copeland Road. Hmm, so I've heard of that. So, Yes, it's quite. Yes. Well, he he literally bought the flat there because he wanted an address and he wanted to live. Of course, he did. The people, what's your address? Copeland Road. He yeah. wanted to do that, um, and he he had ideas. I think of leaving the house at like you know, three two o'clock, and everybody walking out together and it being in it. Yeah, but anyway, uh, 
So I said, right, we'll get into Fraser. So as we're walking around, we meet a few other guys and, you know, everybody's partying and celebrating. They had a carry out. Do you want a can? I said, yeah, thanks very much. Scott takes one as well, right? Everything's good. Stood with them for about 15 minutes. And then as we're walking around, it's not far, right? Literally from the, the, um, from the, the Copeland end of the stadium, we're walking mm-hmm. into Copeland Street. Turn the corner, a police van is there. Ah. And, a, and a policeman comes out and he goes, put the cans, throw the cans away. They go, you know, you need to, you need to put them down the, you need to put them down the, the, the sewer. Oh God, which goes, sewer, yeah. yeah. And uh, well, I no, no bother, officer, right? So start pulling that. Now, what you can do in these circumstances are you can exchange looks with your friend, right? Right. You are getting a schoolboy esque row. It is sure. slightly embarrassing. It's supposed to be right. right? You're not supposed to drink <laughs> in the street. We know it. They know it. Scott though goes into his demented taxpayer. Oh right? no! Right. So he goes fucking disgrace. You know there are rapists and murderers out there, and you're fucking pulling people. And I was like, shut the fuck up. And the policeman goes, what did you say? And, um, and he's like, oh, well, you, it's a fucking disgrace. Call yourself a policeman. There are people who, where were you a couple of months ago when there were hooligans running about here and I pay my taxes and oh, fuck, fuck it. And he's yeah. now doing that thing where he's poking, you know, he's, he's po- and Scott's a big guy, he's like 6'4", so he's poking down the way at this policeman who's looking at me as much as, is this Fanny for real? And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, officer, he's, he's a bit too much to drink, but we're literally just going to that flat over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and the policeman's like he said, if I fucking see him out here again then he's got a night in the cells and I turned into Scott before he could say it shut the fuck up <laughs> get shut the fuck up <laughs> so we get into Fraser's right and you know loads of people and Scott's telling the story and they're all like do you know what would have happened to you and he's like mm-hmm. well, what, what were they going to arrest me for I couldn't be arrested for anything and I was like he wasn't going to arrest you Scott he was going to take you in the back of the van and kick your cunt in yeah. and he was like yeah. I, I would have sued, and I said, and no one would have believed you because right. he was, you know, this is how this system works. And I was like, things that are second nature to people that, like, you know, like me, that if you grew up and you know how mm. the script works. But of course, police to him are things from, you know, television programs. Right, so right, right. He he thought that you know, protect and serve, whereas mm. instead it's like, no, they're there to huckle you. Beat mm-hmm. the shit out of you occasionally if they feel the need to do that. Um, right. You know, you've got. Um, I honestly, he was, he was sitting there just ranting, and it was like watching the scales fall from someone's eye. You mean they're not there to protect us? Nope. Nope. Um, you mean they're they're not? Nope. And, and look, you know, British cops are nowhere near the worst, mm-hmm. right? They really aren't. But you don't stand poking them in the chest late at night <laughs> outside a football stadium and this is the key thing in mm-hmm. front of their mates mm-hmm. because for their own pride they will have to take you into the back of the van mm-hmm. and kick your cunt in that's how this works we uh we up until recently had a uh a, a police officer living behind us was he the hate flags guy no, 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 no. But I will say this, his his outside TV by his pool had an awful lot of Fox News coming out of it. And uh, yeah, it was he's, he's since moved and he was an all right guy. Like he was just he, he just, you know, he had his own opinions. He is not vaccinated because, um, you know, he's doing his own research. Right. Yeah. 
Um, and it, it, it was like one of these things of like, you know, I'm already playing the movie in my head of like, okay, here comes the cop that, you know, is, is, uh, he's all edge and he's on, mm-hmm. and, and now you can't go to him because like, oh, there's going to be a thing and who's going to like, it, it's it literally what, what Scott was finally having in his head. I was playing out in my head like, oh, he's going to kill us one day. Like that is how it's going to go. Like oh, yeah. I know I, I, it, it is now at the point that now I know how all the minorities that have been beating up, beat up, beaten up by by cops now feel because I'm like, so I'm yeah. going to be on the news. You know, I'm yeah. going to be a statistic. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's just, gonna... it's just some groups of people that you shouldn't argue with. Yes. Like, yes. Policemen fairly high up in the list because they will win. Yes. And that's unfortunate. And, and look, we can all talk about whether that's fair or whether that's just or nightclub bouncers policemen and referees mm-hmm. right it doesn't matter i mean you saw it game and so how fucking bad was that wee idiot that was running about with a whistle um at ibrox on sunday but there's oh, no right. point arguing with them because they're not going to change their, their no, mind no, 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 no. once a decision has been taken because in their mind to back down is worse than making a mistake which mm-hmm. unfortunately appears to be an attitude that is infecting the whole of society right. but uh, but yeah but well listen to uh, Chain asked me to ask mm-hmm. questions. Yes. And um, yeah, I've got this reputation for being a bit unreliable, so I'd just like to point out that. <laughs> that I, well, I, I, I eventually saw the thing trickle through. Yeah, I did forget. It, it, um, it came in through. That's fine. But like but the, the listeners date. just piled in quickly. So that was good. Yeah, they did. Yeah, Bye. they did. So Shane's clearly doing this inefficiently, really. Um, right. Um, Stevie Six is teddy bear loyal. Says okay. Birmingham is a bit of a dump. Oh, sorry, that's not a question. I just thought it's something you can pass on in a press conference. Beautiful. No. Um. I, well, I've been to Birmingham, and mm-hmm. it's you know it, it's not as bad as its reputation. It's that accent. It really is right. that accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's. I oh. I too I too have been to uh, so my um I I I love throwing pulling this little bit of turd under underneath my wife's nose from time to time because i will often say like when when people talk about you know where did you guys uh honeymoon i am quick in there with the reply oh we uh we honeymooned in solly hall and uh she's like no we didn't and i will go yes because what is the honeymoon it's the first trip you do together as a couple away from home i mean my 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 wife got pulled away for for work. She had to go visit clients that were in Sully Hall, and uh, she said, "Hey, we just got married. Do you want to come with?" And I was like, "I'm doing nothing. Do let's." And so uh, I went there, and uh, it was a fan fucking tastic time. I drank with all of her uh, workmates after uh, after they were done work. Um, I went to see. Uh, that's where I saw Pacific Rim in the movie theaters. I had my first Costa coffee. Delish. Um, <laughs> And I got two shows while I was there. Um, uh-huh. And uh, one, I can't even remember where it was. And the other one was in was in Birmingham proper. And um, I took the day because like my uh, my wife and her and her work cronies are going to show up later to uh, to come to the show. So I was like, you know, what? I'm going to take this opportunity to just kind of walk around Birmingham because, like, you know, that's what we do. We walk. And so I called um, uh, Birmingham City to see if they had stadium tours. Because I was thinking, let's go see Birmingham City, see what they're because it, it, it was the closest one kind of on the way. And they're like, yeah, 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 we have tours to show up. I was like, great. So uh, I, I I walk into the stadium, go hi. 
Uh, I'm the guy that called about the stadium tour. And she goes, yeah, just a sec. And she calls over security guy goes, can you go show them? <laughs> so basically what they did is they just walked me into the, uh, the uh, stadium part and just let me have a look around. Uh, no, well, no history or anything, but they're just like, yeah, I got to see Birmingham City Stadium, so, which is a nice so, stadium. It's very nice. So now you, so you especially hate Villa if you have a Birmingham team. Oh, absolutely, it's Birmingham oh, City. Villa. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so you, it's the home. The, it's the house of Big Eck built. Come on, this yeah. is yeah. <laughs> so my, my my pal Steve, he lived there for years, um, which meant he dated women from there. Um, for years and I'd go down and I'd meet his, his partners these lovely people right mm. and um, Stephen was one of those guys as well who addicted to the first three months of a relationship addicted and we'd meet that you know we'd meet these people and they'd be lovely and they'd look very very much in love and you're like this I'm finally settling down and you go down the next time you'd be like what happened to oh yeah nah I just it wasn't going to work out and you're like for fuck's sake, you're in your 40s, you know, settle down, pick one. Um, then he eventually did, and it was the wrong one, and they were divorced within two years. But that's neither <laughs> here. But they'd be chatting away to these lovely people in that fucking accent, and you're just like, oh, mm-hmm. nails on a chalkboard. So be aware of that, Stevie, if you're heading to Birmingham, yeah. that you, excuse, you excuse run that me. risk. Birmingham. Birmingham. So, Birmingham. Yeah, you run that risk. Um, be aware of that. Um next one comes from Derek Miller and he said the former high school of a certain former BBC pundit um, mm-hmm. young Michael has been national debating champion three times that's no question I just found it really funny <laughs> this is a good one this is okay. a good one I think All we right. can get a bit evangelical here my friend there we go Bobby Cairns says how great a movie is Tombstone oh oh yeah it is very good it's fan fucking fantastic is what it is I, uh, I I adore like there's of that genre. I think you know when when you're looking at westerns, I I always think like what's what's your favorite western? Tombstone for me is 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 definitely like top five. But what is your favorite western? Like the one that you just say or as soon as you think westerns, the first one that comes to your mind is a Tombstone. Uh, my my granddad was a great uh, as as a lot of men of his generation, he was a huge John Wayne fan. So sure. yeah, so. You know, when I was growing up, I watched you know, all of them, True Grit, Man Who Shot Liberty Balance, all those kind of things. So for me, when I think Cowboy, I think John Wayne. But in terms of the ones I would watch, Tombstone and Unforgiven would be the two that mm-hmm. yeah, would be the two I would yeah. watch. Unfor- Unforgiven is my number one. It's it's one of, it's the one that I, don't, I just don't think of it as a good Western. I think of it yeah, as a I'm great saying, movie. It's, it's, got nothing, it's got nothing to do, really, as you say. The fact it's a Western, um, it's just a great movie. Yeah. And the way that, you know, Saving Private Ryan is a great movie, not a great yes. war film. It's just, right. you know, they, they transcend yeah. that. Um, um, but Planes, Trains, to... Automobiles is not just a good comedy movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and yeah. because it was such a big, big heart, that film. And it's, oh, you know, God. Uh, Sobbing oh, yeah. at the end every time. Oh, the same. Same. As soon as soon as the mitten clutches the hat, I'm like, "Fuck off!" It's the again it's a life moment. Yep, it's it, every fuck. We used to go every year to the GFT Glasgow Film Theatre, which is a mm-hmm. little posh theatre in Glasgow that sell um, that that shows independent. It's an independent film house and it shows independent movies, right? Yeah, That's yeah, done yeah. For, for decades. And every year it shows "It's a Wonderful Life" two weeks mm-hmm. before Christmas, right? And every year we'd get tickets and go along. And every fucking year he opens the book, and I'm like, I'm prepared for it. Clarence's message, <laughs> right? 
gone. Just, just <laughs> gone. Um, so it, it, plane strains and automobiles does that yeah. to me as well. But um, when Tombstone came out, people, you know how Hollywood does this quite a lot, where two almost identical films seem to come out simultaneously. Um, Deep Impact and uh, Armageddon are yeah, as an yeah, example yeah, yeah. of what I mean. Where you're sort of like, mm, that's you know very simple. like like we're getting DC movies and MCU movies at the same time. You know, you would think that, but no. So things become true but at the same time kevin costner's wyatt earp was coming out and this uh, was when kevin yes. costner was hot right yes. this was when kevin costner was hot and why career wise my friend yeah well um pre-war world kevin costner yes and he, and he had this uh he had this oh the long riders that's i, yep. I should get that and i love the mm-hmm. long riders walter hill movie absolutely brilliant but um yeah so uh, it was coming way up, and just before it, Tombstone was released, right? And I remember him saying, when people said, you know, it was an interview, I think in Q Magazine, they said, people are loving Tombstone, which beat you to release by two months. And he said, well, it's the difference between going to McDonald's and going to a fine restaurant. Uh, well, having done both on uh-huh. this occasion, I can say that it really isn't like that at all, Kevin. Your movie is long and boring and doesn't contain Kurt Russell with a big moustache running about shooting cunts from the back of a horse. <laughs> yeah. And not going to lie to you, Kurt Russell with a big moustache running about shooting cunts on the back of a horse is yeah. pretty much all I need from a cinema yeah. movie. To, no. to get me on the go. Uh, and the thing I love about Tombstone is there's none of this shit about oh, the tortured cowboy and the angst. No, he just shoots cunts. Tries to be a nice guy and retire. They won't let him retire, so he shoots them. Exactly <laughs> the way that we all imagine ourselves as a cowboy, quite yeah. frankly. And it's one of the very few of it, and Unforgiven is guilty of this. I remember watching Unforgiven with my dad, who uh-huh. is a very witty man, very lovely man, very witty. Um, and we're sitting watching it. And I swear to God, the first moment that Clint Eastwood met Morgan Freeman's character in it, he goes, well, we know who's dying first. And right. wasn't, it, wasn't it true? It had to be the black guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it absolutely had to be the black yeah. guy. Yeah, 90s yeah, yeah. Hollywood. Um, and, and he was spot on. So yeah, love, 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 love Tombstone. How was it actually? So I, I just, I just popped it open. I realized that is sort of like the first movie that I got introduced to Sam Elliott. Oh, which yeah. is, it just, you know, the the man that could sell any form of pickup truck whenever you need it. Um, the voice, the mustache. Oh Jesus! If, if, if you're not a Sam Elliott fan, then mm-hmm. you haven't seen him. Yeah, it's really, just that simple. Uh, Thomas Hayden Church makes an appearance in that one as well. Um, Harry Carey. Well, Harry Carey Jr. Um, Jason Priestley. Jason Priestley plays the Billy Breckenridge. Guy who's obsessed with the, the, the actors. Yes. Um, yes. That's, yeah, that, that, that's right. He yeah. um, he had a small role. In, he's dead now, isn't he? Jason Priestley. Have I made that up? Oh, no, 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 no. He's still alive. He's still doing a, 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 a private eyes television show here in Canada. Ah, so that my friend the, Samantha Wan is is on. So yeah. Who was the Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero guy that's dead? Then Luke. Oh, Luke Perry. Is, is he, he dead? dead? Oh, I don't think so. Let Let's me just see. Check. Um, did I ever tell you the um 
the Sam Elliott story from no, uh, no, he's, he's dead. I'm right. Yeah. He is. Yeah. As soon as I just go to Luke Perry was was yeah same. Um, gee, if only I could use that search before a couple of episodes. Um, you know, in the past that would have been great. Uh, what is it? Yes, a whole bunch of bother. Go um, back and listen to the archive, folks. <sighs> yeah, I get a kicking. Well deserved. Um, that said. Uh, not to reignite the fire. If I'm going to pick uh, players, just steer clear. Okay. See that? Just... See that oil fire over there, Todd? I yeah, yeah, yeah. To, I want you to mosey on round. Okay. I will just say this, Jamie Ness. Okay. <laughs> um, did I ever tell you Sam Elliott playing with the Coen Brothers? Did I ever tell you this story? No. No. Okay. So Sam Elliott, uh, as you know, uh, you know, you, you don't have a face and a voice like that and not play cowboys. Correct. Right. So Cohen Brothers uh, had the project, The Big Lebowski, and uh, they sent him the script. Mm-hmm. And he's a, he just looks at the cover sheet and goes, hang on, L.A., 90s. Holy shit, I'm not doing a cowboy. Fucking excellent. Opens mm-hmm. up the script. Narrator. Narrator's dressed as a cowboy. Mother. <laughs> so he... Uh, he uh, he he gets on set, and uh, he's like, I, I hope, "Hope you're okay, Sam." With the with this, he says, yes, uh, I'll, I'll do it, no problem. And so he goes in, and uh, he's he, the, they're shooting this one day, and it's just him doing like the narration, kind of down the barrel, like he's just talking to, he's breaking the fourth wall and talking to talking to the audience. So he goes and he does it. They go action, and he does his monologue, and they go cut. Okay, Sam, could you do it again, please? He goes, uh, "Okay, do you?" Do you have any, is there anything I should be doing? He says, nope, just, just do it again, Sam. And action. And he does it again. Did they just play, play it again, Sam? It played again, Sam, yeah. You would hope they would have. You would, yeah. And I, I get the feeling that's more of an Ethan thing than it would be Joel, right. but anyway. Yeah, you would want to, I would do it. Right. A lot. And then, and then, and then Sam would just go, <laughs> never hear yeah. that one. Yeah, and, exactly. uh, and I'd feel like an inch tall. Yeah. yeah. So he does it again. Cut. Okay, Sam, can you do it again, please? He goes, uh, do, you, do you have any notes? Is there anything? Sh- do you want to? No, no, just just do it again for us. Does it again. Cut. Okay, Sam, do it again. 18 times he's doing this. And after the 18th cut, he, he, he Sam loses it. He goes, I do not understand why I'm still here. You won't give me any direction. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I am really frustrated. Can you please just tell me what you want. And the Cohen brothers just look at him and go, Sam, you don't understand. I'm sorry. Uh, we had what we needed by the third take. We just love mm. watching you work. <laughs> Which is fair enough. Uh, a compliment. I can understand why if, if, you know, he decided to go all Alec Baldwin on the set of Rust on them, then I don't think that. Right, 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 right. Could have yes. complained. Right. Um, <laughs> Got a, uh, we've, we've got some doozies here that are very cruel pod. Shane's going to mm-hmm. actually be sad at missing this. We in. Carol, she says, why the fuck are the words womb and bomb pronounced mm-hmm. so differently? It's right. one letter. Sometimes things like this keep me awake at night. Yes. Do you want us to be funny, Carol, or do you want the actual answer? Can, well, can I, can I, before you say that, I have to say that she raises a fantastic point and a opportunity linguistically was so missed by not having the word bomb pronounced boom. Uh, yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Um, yeah, it's right but, there. But we should we should just Billy Conley had this this idea years ago 
that your farts shouldn't be gassy noises. It should be in your voice, and it should just oh, come out. I'd love that. That that way, nobody could ever oh. deny who had done it because exactly. I'd be standing there, and you would just hear me say fart, and they've got yeah. David. And it would have been so much better. It's a design flaw that God made. But um, (laughs) firstly, Carol, it's because, my friend, we won two wars. And therefore, (laughs) in fact, we won several hundred wars before that. And as the country that ruled, you know, half. And look at the size of us. We are fucking tiny. And we ruled the world. Right. So we decided and everyone has stuck to this, that English would be the first language, the language they all had to learn. So we were only going to make it easy for them. OK, because, you know, f- f- what are, are we French? Um, that's not France. That's not even Mexico. So <laughs> we decided that, no, we're, basically, it's just when the word comes about because pronunciations at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's why it happens, because there will be the way we speak does differ from era to era accents you never hear you know those old british movies where the lovable cockney you speak sorry right governor yeah that you don't get that anymore you don't get the bbc sort of cut glass accents it's good evening and welcome Mm -hmm. to bbc world service um you don't get that either so things die out and that's how it comes about but i agree with todd they can swap them around and it can be warm and boom if you like Mm -hmm. but bomb should (laughs) say Well, actually, you you raise a good you raise a good point. If we went the other way and went um, warm, you know, um, mm-hmm. that actually makes it sound like kind of what it is. It's nice little warm. It's it's that word sounds like a hug. Mm-hmm. Warm. Absolutely. You know. um, Rodriguez says, "Why are bacon packets not resealable?" It's a question that deserves answered. Uh, in some countries, they are. It's because you're supposed to eat it all. <laughs> Yes. I remember, I remember, and this is, you know, talk about alcoholic brain. I remember years ago, mm-hmm. talked to a friend and he said, um, oh, yeah, I just had to throw out half a bottle of wine. And I was right. like, why? Um, why? And he said, well, I, I don't have any wine stoppers. Uh-huh. And genuinely, I went, what's a wine stopper? And he said, it's the, what do you mean, what's And I said, what is it? He says, it's like the little, cor-, you know, once you take the cork out, he says, it's a little cork you can put in and. Yeah. Put the bottle away, and it won't it won't spoil over the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. And I was just looking at him, and he said, "What?" And I, said, "Why the fuck would you open it if you didn't want to drink it?" Yeah. And he's like, well, "I didn't want to drink all of it. Mm-hmm. Sorry." And it just still to me just does not compute. It's like, no, if if I opened a bottle of wine, you remember beginning to see my problem. If I opened a bottle of wine, I was drinking the fucker, and it didn't matter whether it was, you know. 11 o'clock on a Tuesday uh-huh. or, you know, it was going down. Um, here's one that, for you. That is, that is one of my favorite joke, uh, joke bits in um, Arrested Development. It's, it's when the mother is like, uh, uh, wh- why, did, why did you kill that entire bottle of vodka? Because like, it goes bad once you open it. That's wine. <laughs> <laughs> I, the, the, I was always of that opinion. So like, well, the other thing as well, you know, if I bought a dozen beers and someone came round and they're like, can I have a beer? And you're like, I bought 12 because I wanted to drink 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> if, if, if you wanted to come round and drink beer you should have phoned that i mean i'm not too mean to buy you a beer i'll give you a fiver and you can go across to to the drink <laughs> shop but kind of one of my beers uh, 
because you know, had I wanted to drink eleven beers, I would have bought eleven beers. I wanted mm-hmm. to drink all twelve of those. Yeah, um, and that was the uh, again a slight yeah. issue. I Great. I have that I have that now with um because I'm in Ottawa. There's a whole bunch of craft breweries. Like there's mm-hmm. tons of craft breweries. So whenever I see kind of like new stuff, I'm like, oh, I'll grab two of these. You know, whenever I want to try something, I'll just grab a couple so I can you know, coast through them. And when we have people over, I have to go downstairs very quickly to the beer fridge and hide the ones that I want for me. Because like, no, no, you can have the steam whistle. Look at that. Mm-hmm. that that's fine. Enjoy that. Put a, put a sign on the door saying um, domestic brews available. Stay the fuck away from the <laughs> Just set set your terms and conditions. Yep. Nope. Nope, nope, right. You can yes. go for the Molson, but everything else mm. in that fridge is mine. Yep. Yes, okay. Premi- pre- premium Ontario craft beers come at a surcharge. Yeah, exactly. And the surcharges leave my house. Yeah. Uh, so, so. Um, Graham Curry says, after recently watching the Maison Derriere episode of The Simpsons, what is your favourite Simpsons song? I'm a Jesus. huge fan of the Garbage Man can. Now, if oh, we just immediately sweet. get out there, it's monorail then we can move on to our second favourite, which will be more interesting to talk about. But it is monorail, isn't it? Oh, it's a good one, because you also get Phil Hartman. Monorail. 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 <laughs> the leg uh, came off my pudding can. <laughs> Take my then, my good man. It's uh, <laughs> not in your life, my Hindu friend. And as you say, it's got Phil Hartman, and it's great, and it'll be in your head all day. I am going to go for I'm going to go for Mr. Burns's See My Vest. Literally, my next one I was thinking of. Yes, it's just great. Yeah. It, it, it's a great song. You know, see my won't you please see mm. my vest, and then it stops, and he turns round, and animation should make you laugh. The look on his face is spectacular, and says, "I really like the vest." <laughs> <laughs> that, that's it. Dead every single time. So yeah, for me, I would. I would have to go with that one. Yeah, but I, so many other like, underrated ones. Then we'll go for. Um, there's one um, when Homer takes up walking. Yes. Um, that is just superb. Um, oh, I walk down the boulevard, burning off my excess lard, and, <laughs> <laughs> and it, it ends prematurely because Marge hits him with a car. So. Uh, yeah, but no, definitely for me, I would have to say my. But, yeah. but uh, Mr. Burns, I'm a huge, huge Mr. Burns yeah. addict, basically. Um, I'm going to go uh, honorable mention to uh, the musical Checking In. Oh, yes. Yes. I watched that just the other night. I'm no checking in. No more freaking fun at all. Check it out. He's checking in. He's checking in. <laughs> and, and the thing about it is, is it cuts to Bart in the audience. He goes, when I'm older, I'm going to go to the Betty Ford Clinic. And yeah, 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 you yeah, better yeah, start yeah. saving because it's very uh, expensive. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say this. One that does not get in is uh, two, actually, that do not make the cut. Lisa, It's Your Birthday, and Saxman. Um, well... My ex-wife was called Lisa, so every year on her birthday, I used to, I used to send her that. That is uh, top five problems with that relationship. So, some sometimes in lieu of a present, it has to be said. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's like, just Lisa, it's your birthday. Um, but no, that it has to be like uh, it has to be a silly one. It has to be a show tune, and it mm-hmm. has to uh, it, it, and it has to have its own little dance to it yes. as well. Think. And and generally shouldn't be a pastiche song. It should be 
an original. Um, there's also one I want an honourable mention from Futurama, which is the Devil's Song featuring the Beastie Boys. Um, yes. Agreed. 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 Because um, it builds up and it builds up and it builds up. And then mm-hmm. at the end, he's, he's almost rapping at the end when he's like, um, uh, you, you, you'll, be, you'll be here until the end of time, suffering punishments, most of which rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's so annoying. Um, so, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a good question. See if we did question of the week, mm-hmm. right? And we awarded prizes. Because we don't even give out prizes when we win a fucking competition. No, 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 no. Yeah, that that would have won it. Mark, See, boy, oh, hey. one uh, one more honorable mention. Um, Homer's um, uh, rile up song during the street sale. Hey, yes. big spender, take this blender. <laughs> Spend some time at table three. <laughs> yeah, George, that's the George H. W. Bush episode, isn't it? Yes, it is. That's right. <laughs> Does anyone have any questions? All the hands go up. That aren't about my hair. All the hands go down. <laughs> Mark says, uh, was Sir Alex a failure considering he only won 49 trophies out of 160? Yes. Thank you. God, finally, someone's saying it. Mm-hmm. Jesus. And why, and why is Callum Davidson, who's statistically clearly the greatest manager of all time, uh-huh. not being discussed as a potential candidate for all the English Premiership clubs? Yeah, not exactly. Yeah, very fair. Mm-hmm. Um, Graham says, will the bus insurance companies in Derby be relieved that a certain party are no longer bidding for Derby? Uh, for <laughs> you who may have missed this, the Easdale brothers, uh-huh. uh, cough Mike Ashley, were <laughs> trying to buy... Uh, Dar- Mike Ashley. We're trying to buy Derby County. Um, it, it fits Ashley, isn't it? Distressed brand. Um, yes. I think it's called. But uh, yeah, um, I think it will be. If you owned a, a bus company in in Derby, that's or a taxi, then uh-huh. you know. I mean, maybe at this time of year, getting a bit of heat from an open fire would have been would have been nice. Mm-hmm. But yeah. maybe not. Um, Ross McPodge says. Uh, what now? You might know what this is. I don't, right? You know, but okay. Todd, mm-hmm. who knows more about pop culture and current events than me? Oof. Well, well, he, well, Shane's not here, so I'll say well, you. Shane, Shane, yeah. obviously, yeah. And, and you. Shane, Shane is half internet, so yeah. And 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 and, and Ross probably as well, and and Daisy here probably knows. Him. All right, I, it's not my strong suit, but. Mm-hmm. Which part of the pole assassin, emotional support monkey, Halloween maze, Texas coach story was your favourite? I don't even know the base material on this one. What is this can in reference to? Hope? Ross, can you tell us what this is in reference to? Because we've missed this. Um, <laughs> which US sports coach should Rangers hire in a Ted Lasso style? Mm. Ooh, not Nagy from the Bears. <laughs> He's not done, him. Oh yeah, no. no, he's done. Um, you know, okay, I would, I would hate to see him go, but I think, uh, I think DJ Smith of the Sens. I think he's got kind of just that that uh, goofball enough that he would, like, he would be, he would be the perfect Ted Lasso, and I don't mean successful. He would be a mm-hmm. Ted Lasso. Well. I, I haven't seen Ted Lasso, right? And I haven't seen Succession. And here's the problem with this. And I don't go on about it because there's nothing more boring than somebody saying, well, I haven't seen any of these things, right? As if mm-hmm, it's right, something yeah. to be proud of, right? <laughs> but 
it's just I I just have no urge to right. It's just sure. you know so my my attention span problem is getting worse. Right, so that not help. I've sat down and tried to watch TV with Sally recently, and it's just been like this is actual fucking torture. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm, I'm like a cat in a hot tin roof. That I, I need to get away, but um, I, I haven't seen them right, and I, I am not going to watch them. But of course, friends are now starting to take it as a challenge. Well, David, you've got to watch Succession. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know it's it's great. Yeah, and I'm sure one day I will. But right. you know, thank you. So. I think that's polite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Have you Absolutely. watched Succession yet? No, no, I, I haven't watched Succession yet. No. Right. Oh, you, you need to watch it. And then eventually, after about three weeks of this, it's like, have you watched it? No, I haven't fucking watched Succession. <laughs> I will never watch Bastarding Succession. Can you fuck off and leave me alone, please? <laughs> and... You know, and I get it. There is nothing worse than somebody that derives pride from something they haven't done that's really easy to do, right? Um, That you know, well, I've never seen a single episode of Game of Thrones. Great, well done. Do you want a fucking medal? I get it. So I don't do that. (laughs) I I will never boast about it. But could you please stop asking me if I've watched Squid Game when I have quite clearly said to you several times, no, I haven't watched Squid Game. I'm not going to watch Squid Game. Leave me the fuck alone. There are literally <laughs> dozens and dozens of programs. Succession would have been one of them till this bastard killed it for me. There right. are literally dozens of programs that I'm going to watch ahead of that one day. But not until... Can I get Ritalin? Oh, yeah, you can. Because I think I could do with it. I need something for my attention. I don't see why the kids should be hogging all the good drugs right. um, when I should be. And this right. one... To, to finish us up today, Todd, and I think you'll agree that mm-hmm. Jamba, and I thank you for this question, Jamba, because we get a lot of a lot of fun questions there, right? Mm-hmm. And they were, and I enjoyed yep. them. But you know, sometimes it's important without being too, you know, I, I don't want to be too soppy or I don't want to be too over emotional. But sometimes it's important to um, remember why we're here and we're mm-hmm. a big part of the community, and and we know that so. What's your favourite thing to go on toast? Ah, beautiful. He says, I'm thinking of going into journalism and nobody asks cutting-edge questions like that anymore. Oh, Jamba's totally true. He is. Jamba's totally true. Uh, myself, um, it's a 50-50 split between uh, an orange marmalade. I enjoy that. And uh, because uh, I married my good lady wife, who is Italian, uh, Nutella. Nutella is just a fine substance to put on anything, frankly. Yes, um, exactly. But, you know, plain old butter is good. Uh, I know, that's good. That. Yeah. Um, but I would also have to say uh, a strawberry jam, which is just mm-hmm. uh, toast strawberry jam is a yep. fine, fine combo. And if I'm ever feeling adventurous, and sometimes, Todd, I don't, I don't think I need to tell you that I can be a little bit risky. Um, oh, goodness me. Is this a swirl of Kraft Crunchy and some uh, raspberry jam? Oh, that, Is that this guy, what I'm hearing? I'm just saying, that guy from Fifty Shades of Grey thinks he's, <laughs> thinks he's a bit outre. Well, sometimes I will get Nutella, mm-hmm. strawberry jam, and a little bit of sugar on top. Jesus Christ. And when do you apply the insulin? It's a fucking coma you go into. For fuck's sakes, Jesus. brother. My, my teeth are hurting as you describe that. Oh, that's fine. My teeth are fucking long dead. <laughs> you know, just, my, my, my teeth by this, they are just for decoration at this mm-hmm. stage. 
So I, actually, I don't chew it. I just bite it and suck it into like a paste and then, you know, consume it that way. Right. Um, we actually have a bit of a crisis going on in Edgar House at the moment because, you know, that Guinness 0.0 that I've been yep. Britain is out of it. Uh-oh. Right. And I've tried literally maybe two dozen places online. Mm-hmm. There's none of the fucking stuff. Now, okay. you can't make this shit and get me into it and then stop making it. Because I don't right. have the option to go, well, I'll just buy normal Guinness, right? That That's not going to happen. So mm-hmm. make some fucking Guinness 0.0, you cunts, um, <laughs> and, and supply it to me. I'm willing to pay. I'm not after a freebie. Just fucking do it. And Sal, of course, mm-hmm. Sally beat Sally. She went, maybe it's because of the amount of it you've been buying. <laughs> Why don't you just fuck up before I kick you in the flaps? You know? Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she was already in my bad books because I was doing. I had to do my taxes. That's really right. right. So I'm sitting looking at it and I'm like, Wait, when, when do you guys? When do you guys have taxes due? Um, well, they're not to be there. To, you, you've technically you've they've got to be in for January the thirty first. But my accountant, uh, has yeah, so they can okay. process. Ours, them. ours is April over here. It, it's it's a strange. They have to be in for January thirty first, but it, the the financial year is April the fifth. Yeah, mm-hmm. same same here. Okay. But, yeah, basically. So um, I had to do my taxes. I'm sitting down. I'm noting all the you know income and expenses and stuff. Spreadsheet, and I'm sort of where's all my fucking money going? And I thought I'm not having this. And I walked through to Sally, and I was, where's all my fucking money going? And she went, What do you mean? I said, You're a drain on this organisation. <laughs> um, I said, I don't. Well, she said, well, I don't see how you can say that. I said, Well, look here. Look, this is you, and and, and she was like, Come here with me. And I was like, okay, what? And she came through the room and she went, see that unhung loud painting? See those three signed football kits over there? I was like, oh, <laughs> So I was completely put in my place. But yeah, it, it, uh, it's, it's quite depressing. Because of course you do that, realise you've got no money, and then the end result of it is a whacking great bill, which you have to pay or they put you in jail. So mm-hmm. um, yes. yeah. Just just a touch depressing. Mm-hmm. Right, folks, that will do us for this week on the Crow Pod. Shane will hopefully return next week. Um, there's been loads of other content going up on the Crow Pod site, though, uh, and we do urge you all to go on to it. And if you want to support the show in any way, uh, then please do. The money goes directly to Todd and Shane. I don't get any of it to piss away on shite. So mm-hmm. you're not you're not filling my pockets with blue pounds on this occasion. It goes to the people <laughs> who actually deserve it in this instance. So uh, if you want to do that, you can do it on uh, Crowpod. Just search Crowpod. It's on Anchor. Um, mm-hmm. But if you search just Crowpod Rangers, up it will pop and. Mm-hmm. There's loads of other shows on there now as well, folks, apart from just the weekly Crowpod show, although obviously it's uh, the best one because I'm on it. But uh, there's other stuff. Shane's also been doing some Twitter notes hangouts. Um, what was he like? Uh, you can back me up. This the other night, Todd, he does one and he's like, David, get on this. As mm-hmm. it's live, I was like, it's one in the morning. I'm in my bed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he was like, uh, and oh. by, by the way, that is such a Crowpod thing. Yeah. yeah. I was like, you know, I. <laughs> I, I don't need it in writing, but notice of more than no minutes at mm-hmm. one one a.m. on a Sunday night would would be preferable yes. if that's not too much trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, he quite clearly forgot and then went, ah, yes. oh, fuck, where's Edgar? He should have been here um, uh-huh. and realised. Yeah, so he tried tried to get me into uh-huh. it, and it would have worked yeah. had I not been in bed. Sure. And uh, you know. 
technically I should stop looking at my phone then and then I wouldn't have known to next mm-hmm. month. So I'd feel guilty. But uh, Todd, tell everybody where they can catch up with all your stuff. Goodness me, this is uh, the beginning of my crazy November right now because uh, I will be in Kingston starting uh, Wednesday, uh, November 10th, all the way to Saturday. Uh, the following week, I'll be in Toronto, Saturday, November 20th, for Write em Up at Comedy Bar. That's at 7 p.m. Uh, if you're in Toronto, it is the funnest show in TO. Make sure you come and do that. And then I'll be returning to Ottawa the following Tuesday. Uh, which is the 23rd and uh, performing at Ottawa until the 28th. So uh, it is crazy. And remember, you can get him on Hate TVA on the old Twitter machine. And don't block him if he doesn't like Courtney Love, because that's just rude. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Jen. Yeah, man's entitled to not like Courtney Love, right? Yeah. It's, uh, it's just the, the, that that's some bullshit there, right there. Um, you can catch up with all my stuff, of course, Heart and Hand on Patreon at iBrox Rocks. So till next week, folks, uh, have a splendid rest of this week. And uh, we'll be back next Tuesday, hopefully, uh, with the same football manager to discuss. Till then, take care. Bye-bye, everyone. Some people call me the Space Cowboy. That was a Heart and Hand production.